I've got a question for you. I'm ready. What is the scariest movie you remember from your childhood? What's the first scariest movie? Children of the Corn. Oh, how old were you when you watched that? (laughs) Like 10 probably. Wow. That would be really scary. What do you remember from it? I just remember like cornfields and grotesque (laughs) murders and things. Yeah. Does that that sound right? That's pretty scary. I don't remember the plot. (laughs) Hey, this is Leah Payne. I'm Brian Doak. And we are Weird Religion. A podcast for people who know religion is weird, but love it anyway. Yes, and we're recording this in October, and tis the season for scary movies. Just call this our Halloween blowout special. Halloween extravaganza, which we have put months in prep of preparation to this very moment. And because of our schedules, usually our apps are 30 minutes. This one's going to be 20 because that's the amount of time that we have yes. right now. Yes, I got to go get <laughs> so my kids. Just, just be clear. It's going to be an episodeette. Everyone's going to miss those 10 minutes. They are. They are. But let's make the most of it. I just wanted to talk with Brian about what's our scary movie situation for October. Mm. I tend to like scary movies a little bit more than Brian does. Why do you like them? Why do I like scary movies? Yes. Why? (sighs) Can you, can you depth, can you, can you plumb the depths? I I think I'd have to go really deep into my childhood, into charismatic Christianity and just the really, I would say the extravagant cosmology that's, the, ext- the charismatic oh, movement. Th- that phrase, extravagant cosmology. Talk like, talk about that. It's just such a rich tapestry of spiritual images. And it really, I would say that I had an enchanted childhood. Really? Um, yes. Yeah, so you, you could just be like at the grocery store and that was, you weren't just at the grocery store. You were participating in this spiritual like existence where there were forces of good and forces of evil and you were participating in this world. Yes. In, in the grocery store. Anywhere, anywhere going to school, you know, well, like if you, yes, if that's, that's exactly right. If you, if you live in a, in a spiritually Baroque haunted world, mm-hmm. things can be anywhere. Right. And so I think that that's probably, even though they were forbidden in my childhood and I was just talking with somebody about that, about about like the the, scary movies were forbidden absolutely was it were they forbidden in your settings because they They were age inappropriate or because they couldn't have been forbidden for that they showed this extravagant cosmology for this is indeed the cosmology of choice right it was rather because they showed too many like graphic murders probably and sex and all kinds of there were right swears. These are yes, <laughs> you know these are rated R movies. Right, 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 right. We didn't but there's, watch any but of that I stuff. guess my point is that I'm suddenly experiencing wonder about is this idea that actually these movies are closer to that kind of spirituality than maybe one would think. Well, you know, I've heard it said that Catholics are really especially good at horror mm. um, because there's already sort of an element of horror. Yes. Horror, sorry, I have a cold. Um, built into the theology, yes, like, yes. Um, like it's bloody. There's suffering. It involves sacrifice, all right, that kind of stuff. Right. And I, I definitely buy that. And in fact, many of my favorite horror filmmakers are of the Catholic variety. They have some wow. sort of background in that. Um, and I think you know, charismatics are a lot like that. 
And they just have this kind of yes. like enchanted. Now, speaking of your favorite filmmakers and your favorite actors, mm -hmm. ideologically, Mel Gibson. Oh. Um, so the <laughs> I am not, for the record, just for the record, I am not she has and have say, never been slash, um, a Mel Gibson fan. Uh, you heard it here. Here's the thing. Passion of the Christ. Right. A movie okay. that has been, was beloved and reviled in various ways mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because of Mel Gibson's. Condemned by the U.S. Council of Bishops, by the way. Uh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, and, and Mel Gibson is, has been known to have problems in his way of speaking and thinking about Jewish people. <laughs> so it has cast some doubt I on the film's <laughs> yes. portrayal of Jews and Judaism in mm -hmm. the film. And mm -hmm. I understand all that. I didn't particularly enjoy Passion of the Christ either as a viewer or as in any other capacity. However, okay. however, okay. I wanted to bring up one thing. Big. That was a long disclaimer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and I'm not. There's one scene when, when Jesus is carrying the cross. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where you have Mary on the one side mm -hmm. and her son, but then on the other side, you have like a deformed version of Mary like a, with a, a deformed satanic. baby. This idea, which apparently is what I've read is important to Mel Gibson's Catholic theology, that there's a satanic reverse double mm. of each good thing mm. that exists in the satanic spiritual world. I don't know that this is even a particularly Catholic view. It might just be like a kind of mystical view of the demonic realm. And mm. I thought that for me as a viewer, that was the most effective moment of that film. And that creeped me out. And I was like, that's effective. Whatever that was, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I think there's a part of, uh, for example, maybe I think most people would argue this is the, the one of the greatest horror films ever, The Exorcist, is based on like a Catholic exorcism, right? There's something scary about the idea that, um, like that, that I, I don't know. There's something kind of like, um, really clean about the, the universe that people mostly mm -hmm. describe. And there's something messy and, and scary about a world where there's like a thin line between mm -hmm. this kind of other, other space and as a kid, I remember feeling like I knew that there was a certain kind of posture I was supposed to take toward that, which was no, no, no. Mm -hmm. But then like if you grow up in the charismatic world, there's a part where it's like, yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's how you're being taught to see your reality, you know, in terms of like um, the idea that you are a part of a spiritual war and that you want to be on the side of the victorious Christ. Yeah. And and I think that there in some articulations of Pentecostal and charismatic Christianity there's a little bit of suspense like will things turn out? You're pretty sure they will eventually, but uh, right now, you know, the, it's the journey it's the like journey a, of faith. There must be right. some risk involved. Which which you know, there's a lively conversation about whether or not that's um you know, that constitutes quote unquote orthodox theology, but no one, whether very that, few people in charismatic or Pentecostal circles are like yes. <laughs> thinking like you that. You mean like whether that risk is real? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. It, it, right. Now, did you sneak, did you sneak some horror movies as a kid though, even though you weren't, weren't allowed? I would say like not, not until I was about a teenager, Okay. you know, cause I, I was just a really obedient yeah. kid. You, like, you sounds like you saw one at 11. Well, I, I can't quite oh, say. We had cable. We were. I remember. Oh, I remember when see, cable TV cable. came to the neighborhood. I there sound like go. a grandparent saying, and then they remember television came <laughs> to the neighborhood. In my day. But that was the thing. You had to wait, and cable came. I remember we had the oh. box. I remember it was a very enchanted moment when the cable box came, and we had this totally different kind of TV. 
I remember my family's almost kind of weird reverence around it. We had watched <laughs> Batman and all these channels. Oh, wow. And I think we had some channels that we weren't supposed to get. And then you watched those channels. I did sometimes. But what when you were a teenager, what, what were some of the early classics you saw? You know, one of the scariest movies to me, and probably I haven't watched it in like two decades, but the TV version of Stephen King's It. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. I watched that. And I couldn't take a shower after that for a long time because long story short, spoiler alert, but this evil creature comes through water, you know? Like a clown. Yeah, yeah. It uh, takes yeah. the form of a clown. Yes, takes the form of Pennywise. Yeah. So still to this day, I find that to be um yeah, it was it was creepy. And the and the movie is so it's very made for television, right? It's like kind of cheesy, but somehow they pulled off scary. And yes, that was kind of one of my first my first horror films. I haven't seen the new it. I've heard that it's pretty good. I don't know. Have you seen it? Uh, you know, I have seen clips of previews of things like this and shuddered in utter, <laughs> utter fear and would never, ever voluntarily watch, watch a film it? like that. Oh, I think never, it's so fun to be ever, scared. ever for any reason would I watch what that. About, what about more thriller things like Scream? Did you watch Scream? I did as a high schooler, Which went on went on funny. dates, but it was like with other people. I yeah, Wait, that was like a cultural phenomena, I guess. Of it, our Scream childhood. when Scream came out, yes, absolutely. But I didn't see many things like that, and I didn't like it. You didn't? Oh yeah, I I recently rewatched it and really? felt that it it kind of held up. The original Scream, a, of course. Now there's like a remake and a remake and a remake uh, yeah, of all yeah, the original movies. Not, yes, no, but this is the original one with Drew, Drew Barrymore where you think she's going to be a main character. And that was like right. such an excellent cameo, maybe the best cameo you could argue. Here's the level of scary I can handle. Okay. And have handled. Jaws. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. Signs is a good movie. And also The Village. I liked The Village. I Tell me why you liked it. Some people did not some like- Some people didn't like it, but I liked it. A lot of people it. did not like The Village. I thought it was a well-done film. Uh-huh. It had, you know, it had some on-the-nose symbolism, but it, it had a twist that I, I kind of saw coming, but only like right before it really happened. Right. I was like, okay. So it'll, it, it's not a twist that you couldn't possibly see. So it allows you in on the secret. And it also had a very sweet- like love story core Absolutely. to it. Yes, I thought it was well written. That. The dialogue was now I saw it a while ago and I wonder how it would hold up to a second viewing. Yeah. What I did have, you think? I did not, I have not watched it a okay. second time. I should, I've only seen it the once and I enjoyed it too. I, I think Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, he's just yeah. great. Like he's yeah, such a good actor. The film arrival with Amy Adams, one of my favorite films, okay. not, not horror, but it's like sci-fi slightly okay, tense. Okay. Okay. The tension. That's a lot of tension for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you're telling me that around this time of year, you don't, you don't like check your Netflix for, Ooh, is there a good scary movie that's going to come out? I, I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you with enough emphasis. Absolutely not. <laughs> what <laughs> just, do you, okay. Okay. Just so, no way. I can't even watch the previews of these things. That's true. I saw the preview of a, of a film called this called smile or the smile. Uh huh. I, I honestly, it disturbed me for days and weeks. The smile. Okay. Yes, called the smile. Who's in um, it? Um, film pre, uh, pre, uh, preview. Let me just show you a clip of uh -oh. this trailer of the smile. I mean, you tell me honestly, oh, you like already. this already? Okay, wait. What makes you jump scare smile? Jump scare. What is it you like to talk about? It's a therapist. Oh boy. Hi, patient. Hi. 
The has, weirded out therapist is a great trope. Oh, absolutely. Just chat. She just wants to talk. Poor Susan, I'm we should talk to her. something about. no one else can see except for me. <laughs> it's smiling at me. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh my God. No, like, just can we go on and on here? <laughs> we, okay. Like, no, we gotta wait till we see one of the creepy smiles because okay. it has to do with a creepy smile. Who? And she's holding a shiv and she's not gonna attack the therapist. Okay. I, I'm absolutely- Or herself, which would be even I'm creepier. I'm terrified right now watching Are you this. really? Absolutely. <laughs> Why would you enjoy this? What is wrong with you? I don't know. This is sick. This is gross. Okay. These are people who are these demented. Are okay. I, I, I don't even know who these but people are. 2022. You know, the thing is, is what, what one thing I like about, oh, it's 2022 movie. One thing I like about well done movies in this genre yeah. is they don't actually have to show you a lot. So I'm just going to tell you, I do not enjoy um, like gory you don't stuff. Like, gore. like Saw, for example? Oh, gosh, Saw no. stuff? No, 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 no. I, not, I, I don't like gore. Well, that's what I do. I wanted to ask you about that next, which is like this issue of like, is there a kind of horror film though that you're just like, this goes over the line? Yes, I, I don't like um like the ones that show a lot of blood and guts and that that to me is not scary. That's just gross. And I'll have to, I should say that I don't like the kinds of films in the same way that an action film, the action is boring. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. sure. a lot of times I don't really enjoy extended action scenes. Sure, sure, like my sure. sister was super into James Bond where they have these extended, he's running and he's on a roof and then he's on a, I hate those you know, scenes. Was waste I of find time. that to be super boring. Yeah, waste of time. And that's how I, in addition to being gross and disturbing um, and also like usually disproportionately aimed at women and people of color. Yes. Um, I don't like the, blood in the guts it gets boring it's like okay i guess someone is in agony and that feels just somehow bad for my soul so i don't really like those but the Agreed. the kind of the suspenseful the idea that something is not the way it ought to be those yes. things are scary like you could do this the 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 trope where there is a child and some device or setting that's meant to protect a child all of a sudden is like inverted uh, you know like the child's monitor the baby monitor yes, or something yes you know maybe this is just because it's not that far i'm not that far from the baby monitor days but that is terrifying to me but you don't have to show anything well that's, you know i don't want to see that that's well like okay there was this film i saw, also saw a trailer for that i was just disgusted by uh -huh. it's called it's it's, a, it's with ethan hawk from 2021 it's called the black phone okay let me read you the description so of this film. On like, look at this imagery just okay. look at this imagery right here Oh, okay. After here's the description of this wonderful film. After being abducted by a child killer and Aww. locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. Like to me that's the gore is yes, I agree. I don't really want to see saw-like movies, but mm -hmm. I'm like movies about like child abusers and abductors. No, I have no interest serial in serial killers. I'm just like I, 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 yeah, I just, I, I need to hear from somebody, somebody, see, uh, see, uh, send us a note. If we about, had a like, call-in show. What is enjoyable about this? Like, well, what is redemptive about this? I don't even mean in a religious sense, like I'm trying to be prude. I'm just like, what, like, how is this not, how are you engaging a good part of yourself by enjoying a film well, like see, that? Well, see, that's why I said, I don't actually, so anything on the slasher genre, the gory horror, that is not... <laughs> 
my scene. Right. And I will say that there are some people who that is their obsession. They like it, but these are not, okay, I, should, I, should, I wanna turn back here. I just wanna clarify. I'm not actually claiming, oh friends, you are morally depraved if you if you watch these films. No, there's lots of people I, who love that I'm stuff. Saying it's I, not for me. I'm saying I don't understand like what the appeal is and even what the intellectual. Now I, I have some friends in my own field um, um, who write like biblical about biblical studies? There'd be a lot of who write about biblical studies and horror and right. do so compellingly, and they talk about tropes like displaying societal fears, disorientation, right. like zombie things. And I find that I find those explanations very compelling. What I am on, what I cannot find personally compelling though, is to bridge the gap between those explanations and my actual lived experience of looking at this and feeling like, yes, but is that really doing that for me? You know oh, what I mean? okay. Right. So I, you know, along those lines, I enjoy many versions of the zombie story, um, as a way of, of doing social commentary because many mm -hmm. zombie films is very short leap to talking about like, why do we live in the world the way that we do, you know, could mm -hmm. be, um, any of the Romero films or it could be 28 days later or mm -hmm. it could be any of those. So I find those scary and also makes me think about the world mm -hmm. as we live. It makes me think about the social order, um, us yeah. or, you know, th those types of films, right. Jordan Peele's horror oh, yeah. catalog. Oh, I find to be okay. Like, nope. That's a, that's a Jordan Peele. Nope. nope. I liked UFO film too though, but yeah, I find those to be really excellent mm -hmm. philosophical Absolutely. discussions about Agreed. like our times and the way that we live. And then, Agreed. so that, those are the kinds of things that I really enjoy. And I will say almost everything that Mike Flanagan does. Okay. Like, what? um, the haunting of Hill house, which is one of okay. the scariest. It's not necessarily, I don't remember it being super gory or most recent, not most recently, but one of his recent midnight mass. Mm, was that a TV show? Very Catholic and very horrifying. We, yes. I, we, that was recommended to us by listeners some months I or years ago. They were like, why don't you show. do an episode on midnight? We mass? need to do a whole episode. Here's the reason. Cause I'm not going to watch He's it. He's not going to watch it, but you know what? <laughs> that show, That's see, that is like not so much even about horror as it is about family relationships and the nature of the divine. How do you connect? Do you think divine? I could handle watching midnight? I mass? think you could. I think you could. Based I, on I, what I'm saying. so good. Here's something. I think you should at least try it. Here's something from a treasured news source. With your dog? With okay. my dog, yes. Yeah. In my, my lap, <laughs> petting the dog and closing my eyes the entire time. Here's uh, something from a trusted news source, namely the dailymail.com. Okay. Um, not just, I can barely see the screen for all the ads right. and uh, weird links. Um, do, here's the article title. Do you like horror movies? The surprising question that will tell you if your relationship is likely to last. <laughs> okay. Apparently... Harvard mathematicians have revealed three rather more humble questions to determine whether a couple has real potential, not oh. the usual things. And here are those questions. Okay. Number one, have you ever traveled around another country alone? Okay. Number two, wouldn't it be fun to chuck it all and go on, go live on a sailboat? Okay. And number three, I put these out of order for the drama. Okay. Do you like horror movies? Really? And yep. if you, if you have those things in common. Yes. Your, then, your relationship is more likely to last. Huh. Interesting. What, what do you think? Does I that don't even know what to say. Does I that mean, sound right? I feel like you could say opposites attract, but then, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to give this some real thought. And I was also hung up on the country one. Like you've gone, you got into another country alone and wandered around yeah. and a sailboat and a sailboat. I, I, you know, for the record, I just don't think I could go live on a sailboat. I get seasick and like yeah. fairies, so I yeah. don't think it would work. But yeah. you know, anyhow, I don't know. I'm gonna have to give it some thought. 
Oh my gosh. I just, I'm still, my heart's still racing from that smile <laughs> trailer. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try next. But this my is next a- mission is to try and convince you to watch um, Midnight Mass. Okay, We're going to do an episode. Wh- okay, I promise what, you what besides religion. What besides Midnight Mass could I watch that would challenge me to the next level, kind of acclimatize me a little bit, but would not but would not push me to smile or black phone-like levels? Well, I'm here. not even saying we should go there, to be clear. I know, but like what... I'm not saying I should get there, but like what if I... So you're saying Midnight Mass is one option for mm-hmm. me. Or maybe, another, or maybe another, a listener who's like me, there's got to be somebody out there. Another okay. would be to do... I mean, like the zombie genre you know, has a lot of interest, a lot of I've things enjoyed, to recommend it. I've enjoyed The Walking Dead and a lot of zombie films. Right. So I feel like that's sort of I like kind of got used to that. Kinship. It's kind of like something I can get, I can do that. The I, gateway. Yeah, it's kind of like I got used to the zombie thing through The Walking Dead and now I'm okay with that. One of my favorites is sort of a spoof of the genre mm-hmm. and also an execution of it, which is cap, The Cabin in the Woods. Okay, I've, I've heard of this and See, I've heard it has a twist and I know what the twist is already. Well, I think so you I would think still that. like it. Your inner, your inner biblical and religion scholar, I think would really enjoy it. Okay. Because it's sort of a meta conversation about the kinds of myths that we employ and oh. work out through oh. these kinds of films. So okay. I don't know. I think I think we could do that. And it's it's like, you know, some horror or and also slasher type like thriller films, the ones that ha- employ humor as a break, oh, I think I are, are helpful. So agreed. So this one does that if too. If they give me a little bit of that. There's a lot of funny stuff. They could really take me somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They could really bring me out, bring All me right, along. That's our next. <laughs> I'm ambitious. We're going to do this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this has been a production of Weird Religion. A podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us into the ocean. Allow your heart to blossom. Retreat into the gorgeous and haunted forests of your mind. Find us there.